almost time to talk about this week's movie. And uh, yeah, it's almost time for Dicks Out for Harambe. <laughs> yes! So that's exciting. Dicks Out for Harambe. Dicks Out for Harambe. Again, Dicks Out for I, Harambe. I, 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 I am, I, you know. This movie may potentially make this summer have been worth it. This in 2025. Yeah, yeah, 2025. World Completely in play. different vibe, though. But, yeah. uh... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Yeah, me movie. too. Movie? So, uh... <laughs> This week's movie is the 2021 uh, bizarre existential comedy uh, coronavirus conspiracy. And we're going to yeah. be taking a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to be discussing this movie. And uh, the Master Chef and, and Geico commercials. Yes. And uh, Harambe. We're going to be talking about Harambe. So yes. uh, we will be right back. Did we? We got a 10 minute warning? Yeah, we have about two minutes left. We might as well just get on to it, and I got to pee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. We will be right back with more of the Pope on film after this. Do 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 and break. John Johnson, but everyone here calls me Vicky. Andre the Giant, we hardly knew ye. What's up, y'all? Bill McNeil saying there's a party all up in here and you need to get with the flow. Oh, yeah, Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor's got the heavyweight power, but you got the E.O.S. to rip it up to some fat booty beats. Or just chill with the honeys. So get on the rocket and see the stars. Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor. Damn! <laughs> 
The Erotic Adventures of Hercules. Close it up. Close it up. Close it up. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. Now this is something the other tour guides will tell you. Seasons came and changed the time. The murder of Phil Hartman. Dig your own grave and say. Have you ever heard the expression, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, and then toss it in the face of the person who gave you the lemons until they give you the oranges you asked for in the first place? I shot you in this particular cell block, Machine Gun Kelly had what we call in the prison system a bitch. And one night, in a jealous rage, Kelly took a makeshift knife or shiv and cut out the bitch's eyes. Did somebody say sassy? This way to the cafeteria. Champ Howard, today we mourn a stooge. Bryn pointed the gun at Phil and fired three shots. I should want to cook him a simple meal, but I shouldn't want to cut into him, to tear the flesh, to wear the flesh, to be born unto new worlds where his flesh becomes my key. And as if this wasn't enough retribution for Kelly, the next day he and four other inmates took turns pissing into the bitch's ocular cavities. Moments later, Bryn picked up a second gun and lay down next to the body of her husband. She held the weapon to her own head and pulled the trigger.
My heart was in check Cut the song Said exactly What I was waiting for But the words I guess are empty Scrabbles on the floor
the only ones left to mourn, the last witnesses to the execution, suspended in time by a puppeteer with blood on his hands, little broken dolls that go on dancing after the music has stopped. Three. Mmm. Judge me by my size, do you? Mmm. My penis you have not seen. Huge it is. Mmm. Yes. Suck it, you will. Mmm. Where are you? Are you safe? Come at home. Where are you? Swab. What? Swab. What are you doing with me? There's a virus, Zookeeper. I'm keeping you safe. For now. You tell me what's happening right this second. Wrong question. You want to understand everything? Why don't you let me ask you some questions, huh? Where did it all start? Tell me your crimes! Confess your crimes! <sighs> you think this was the Chinese government or something that they released this on purpose? Because I you didn't do anything! Confess, you keeper, confess! I need to think bigger, you know? Uh, where do you think it all began? Come on, all of it. Confess! 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 It's all happening for a reason. Whatever you're doing, stop. Just let me go. Let me out of here. Get back, 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 okay. World's gonna end. You can't kidnap somebody just because there's a safer at home order. Who has the gun here? I'm a hero! That's what I am! What the f I don't want to be in here anymore. Tough sh And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. It's time, Bunny. I was a little late for break, but I'm sorry. It was Oogie Loves on a meat hook, and yeah. I was the exact amount of high for that to come <laughs> up right That's then. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes, funny, my friend. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to ramble on to the second half of the show. And it is said, it is said second half wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all natural, non GMO, all organic movie of the week. And this week, we continue our summer long look at Haste 
made COVID exploitation films with a look at what is no doubt the fucking weirdest one that we have seen yet. Yes. Our seventh Corona themed B movie, the 2021 existential comedy Coronavirus Conspiracy. Yes. Horrible name. Horrible name for a film. I well, was worried about it's it the same as, title... it's the same as everything else in this whole fucking genre. It's just a yeah. gotcha title to get you into the movie, and pretty much the same with coronavirus itself. This movie is not about the coronavirus. Not at all. Uh, but before we get into it, let's bust out some stats. 2021 film written and directed by a guy called James Sunshine. Yes. This is his only feature film. He's usually a producer and a story producer. He has worked on Master Chef, Big Brother, Hell's Kitchen, and WWE's reality show Total Divas. Back when noted sexual deviant Vincent Kennedy McMahon wanted women to be pretty instead of actual wrestlers. Yes. Uh, which one's Master Chef? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen any like cooking reality shows other than SNL skits. Well, there was the Iron Chef. I never saw that. Never. I saw some of what? Yeah, the one where Gordon Ramsay tries to save restaurants. I have accidentally seen a couple of episodes of that. I can't stand that guy. Yeah? This is fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Yeah. So, okay. So, coronavirus conspiracy. There's basically only two people in this whole movie. A retired zookeeper. Who for and, a and... while I thought was the same person. Yeah. I had a suspicion. For That's a good. few reasons. Was... But, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there is no way for anyone to uh, know where the movie goes when you just start the film. You know? Yeah. So there's only two people in the film, a retired zookeeper and an an insane economist with a look that can best be described as into the Bunny Williams verse. Yes. It it scared me a bit. <laughs> Just how much. <clears throat> uh he looked like you. So the two guys we we never learned the their character names. They never say it. No, they're just the ecologist and uh, the zookeeper. Yeah. So uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. The two guys who are basically the only two people in the movie, they're both the original Geico cavemen. Both of them? Yes, from the oh. commercial, not the TV show. From the from Ooh. the commercial, they were the two Geico cavemen, and see, a uh, James Sunshine also did a lot of commercials. I believe he did the Geico cavemen commercials, and so 
these are basically his two buddies. They made a TV show based on a Geico commercial. Yes. 15 episodes made in 2007 before being canceled in 2008. <clears throat> it went from commercial to TV show. During Shaft, I mentioned a TV show from the 80s called The Get Along Gang. Yeah. It was a series of animals that were originally created sp solely for kids' greeting cards. Yeah. So it went from greeting card mascot to cartoon for kids. And that's about as weird as Geico commercial turned sitcom. I, I remember when Murphs were just little cheap statuettes that were popular in my high school year because they had a lot of them. And they would have like wow. you would find them in stationary <clears throat> stores mostly, yeah, and things like that. They would be on the counter, and you would have a sports smurf. And you're in high school, you know, people who are into sports, so maybe you'd get them a sports smurf or a love smurf <laughs> or a smurf for all occasions. <laughs> That's fascinating. How and odd. then they became a cartoon. I was like, they're making a cartoon out of the fucking Smurfs? Huh. That is fascinating. That is absolutely fascinating. Like, every generation has had something like that. You know? Right then it was Smurfs, or if it's Beanie Babies, or what the fuck is it now? NFTs? Who the fuck knows? Or yeah. previous to that, there were those like stone statues that were plastic and had sand in them. And they would say things like world's greatest dad, all you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff, or I, I love you this much, or Yeah. So okay, Maxwell. Where where were we when I derailed us? Uh, we were talking hey, about Maxwell. the Geico caveman. What are you talking about? This is me, Malin, your normal podcast host, talking in a not at all weird way. Okay, and this <laughs> is how I talk. Okay, so a fun fact about the Geico caveman TV show: since these two guys in this movie were the Geico cavemen. There was a character named Diane who was in three episodes of the Cavemen TV show. Yeah. Uh, we now know her as Flo, the progressive lady. Really? Yeah. It's weird to think that she had a character on a TV show, but we know her more from progressive ads. Yes. That's fascinating. What other bizarre spinoffs are out there? Bizarre, so like movie, like like something that's like a TV show based on blank. Oh, I know. What? Um, there's a net. There is a Netflix TV series that's coming that's based off of The Odd Ones Out. Based on like that 
that YouTuber's that, getting a TV show on Netflix? Yeah, he's getting a TV huh. show on Netflix. It's animated. Oh, I, I didn't know he was getting a TV show. That's awesome. I like the odd one is out. Odd ones. Pretty sure. Well, that's interesting. I found that out from uh, watching a video of his, and it was, and he said it himself. Good job, Maxwell. Ten points to Slytherin. Certainly, certainly, Pac-Man. Pac-Man, yeah, that's one. Oh yeah, there's many. I, I, I don't know if we want to count things like, I don't know, He-Man or Transformers things, but we're basically commercials for toys. I, I'm, I'm still weirded out about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh well, they're interesting. I, I I still find it fascinating that like a company bought the rights to a jet. Basically, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a kid-friendly, m- serious attempt at "What's Up, Tiger Lily." Kind of, yeah. Or a uh, Corona Zombie. That that would be a better, yeah, version of it. Bunny, I, uh, according to the AV Club, I and I quote, everything about this movie screams pre-existing script retrofitted to incorporate the pandemic as a marketing gimmick. Your thoughts, oh, good psh, sir. Fuck yeah. But you know what? They deserve it. Yeah. It's a good script. It is. But, you know, I mean, it, if you're talking about, like, what parts exactly would you think the original script would be? You know, what tragedies would they follow back? Were they just able to add a tragedy to an existing script? Probably. I mean, that would be really fucking easy, you know, but like, if it's about a series of tragedies, then adding one more, I don't see such a harm in it. I don't see it as much of a retrofit. Yeah. Uh, the when I was watching a song, was well, that you broke up a little? When when I first saw it, the first ten minutes of the film, I thought I was watching a saw. I, I thought I, we were doing the summer of saw again. Well, since you bring it up, okay, there's a lot. I highly recommend everybody watch this movie. Okay. Yes, but absolutely. I love this. Movie. It's a flawed movie. That opening was fucking horrible. You know. You're in chains. How about a sense of fucking urgency here? For a good portion of the film, you can. The lighting is just absolute shit. For a lot of it, you're not. You're barely seeing the film. And that was some. And that was just some bad acting. Oh yeah. You know you're in chains, and really, come on. Chain is not that expensive. Get some fucking decent chain. Yeah. What uh, is that? Are you going to hang up a chandelier with that? Yeah. So this film was made during the thick of the pandemic. We're talking summer 2020. 
And while we're on the subject of the pandemic, if I ever have grandkids and great-grandkids and they say, uh, what was the lockdown like? I'm just going to play the song Flowers on the Wall by the Statler Brothers. Okay. Because that song's from, like, what, the 70s? It does a pretty good job of explaining lockdown life. Okay. Counting flowers on the wall. Playing solitaire till dawn. Smoking cigarettes. Watching Captain Kangaroo. I had that on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Last night I dressed in tails pretending I was on the town. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's peak lockdown vibe. Yeah, okay. Good call. Thank you. That I every time I hear that song, it ever since the pandemic happened, if I hear that song, it just hits differently. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that was me. That was me locked up going insane wearing a kangaroo outfit. Yeah. Anywho, this movie was filmed during lockdown and you can freaking tell it's one of the most socially distanced comedies that I've seen since how it ends. Yes. Which I have loved so much. For anyone who is watching or listening, if you haven't seen the comedy How It Ends, uh, we covered it in episode number 426. Uh, You really should go watch How It Ends. It's amazing. And it it was also a good episode. episode. And again, like I said, I walked in and I was was kind of afraid of this movie. Which was okay. Oh, you froze up. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay, there you go. Okay, Okay. so, like, I I mean, even walking in, I was kind of afraid of this movie, but, uh, and looking at, at the guy, the zookeeper, like, he was really wearing too much rouge, and Mm. with the scarf he was wearing, I was like, we better about to get into some weird transphobic territory here, you know? I was worried that it was I was worried that it was like a like an anti-coronavirus like propaganda film. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. Well, that with it, sure. Um, yeah. But then, it, but but then there were clear indications that he was supposed to be a man. I think he even said, "I'm a guy," for some reason. Yeah, you know. And I was like, "Okay, so why are you wearing so much rouge?" So you actually hired a makeup person, or there was a makeup person for this movie who didn't really know how to make how to do makeup for a movie. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Because he clearly had too much rouge on. Yeah. And then I, I, it got me sort of thinking how radically different one guy looked from the other. Yeah. And I started... And, and they never got close in frame when they were acting. Yep. One was always to one side of the screen, one was always to the other side of the screen. 
Nobody walked yeah. behind the other one. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I noticed all that. So I thought they were going to do some weird face-off thing where it was actually the same actor with both parts. And, like, yeah, it's kind of a stretch now that I look at it a little more seriously, you know? And I was like... Funny, are you there? Yeah. Did you cut out? No, I got you now. Oh, okay. Oh, we're traveling again. Yes. You look like you're gliding. I look like I'm what? Gliding. Oh, nice. So I thought they were Okay. We're in my bedroom where the magic happens. Okay. So, my wife has one of those weighted blankets. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. Absolutely hate weighted blankets. So I thought they were going to turn into the same person. Somewhere in yeah. the movie, that was one theory. The second theory is one or both are suffering from cabin fever due to the lockdown. Yeah, that's another, that's a good theory. Yet it turned out to be fucking stranger than that. Stranger than that. Absolutely and, and, stranger. I appreciate it. Good job, movie. So the opening really sucked. Uh, yeah. The ending was really pretty problematic. You can kind of tell that they didn't have the material for the full hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. You know? And they were really stretching it at the end. So it got it gets a little long in the tooth in the end, I found. But overall, I had a lot of fucking fun. Okay. Uh, Maxwell, I love you. Cool. Can you leave the room for a sec, for, for a little bit? For about a minute or two. And then you can come right back, okay? Okay. Bunny, we're going to talk about Ram Ranch. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know I know about... Th- well, where did he come up in the movie uh, first? Because I, I know I heard it, but... Uh, one of the reboots, the national anthem is Ram Ranch. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Ram Ranch is a podcast it's usually about six to eight to ten minutes long okay and it's nothing but highly descriptive gay porn okay but it's done in like a comedy way and it's this guy with this weird ass voice and it's just uh and he focuses on a lot of the same people. What was it? Is it Andrew or Edward? Uh, what? I don't know. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Prince there Harry. you go. Prince Harry, 18 hard cocks, slurping <laughs> them down. Ram Ranch, Ram Ranch boys, naked ranch hands, fucking and sucking and fucking and sucking. 
<laughs> Prince Harry. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Ride them cocks, boys. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Ram Ranch really rocks. Prince Harry, 18, 12-inch black cocks. It's really fucking bizarre. And I had never heard of it until Aaron from Game Grumps, for some reason, lately has been obsessed with Ram Ranch. And he'll be playing some Sonic game or a Mario game, and suddenly he'll just be a... Mario, Sonic, 18 Ram Ranch Boys, Rock Hard Cox. <laughs> and so I had never I had never heard of Ram Ranch until they mentioned it. And now it, it's you can hear them on YouTube. You can hear them anywhere. Just search Ram Ranch and you'll find all this bizarre gay porn. It's really weird and they play like a like really horrible porn music in the background and sometimes they'll be they'll be doing like porn sound effects it's really weird yeah and i i i learned about it about a week before i saw this film and in the film they in the absolute best part with all of the different uh earths yes different uh realities one of them the uh Pledge of Allegiance is it was that it? The National, National Anthem was Ram Ranch. And I was really <laughs> excited to be able to discuss Dan Housen and Ram Ranch in one episode of the podcast. Yes. It's really amazing. Did I play you a Ram Ranch or two? No, but you but I've, explained it in such detail. In I such great like detail. Yeah. Okay. Plenty of it. After this, we can listen to a few Ram Ranches. You know, I mean... Because I know you'll want to, so... Because it's art. It really is just... It's art. And I know you care about art. Do I? You do. When? Since, since forever. Since I've known you. Since you married me. A work of art. That's smooth, Thanks. Thanks. Smooth like diarrhea. <laughs> that's me I, I the thing is is that this movie is so is halfway into this film it takes such a bizarre weird wonderful turn that like I don't want to ruin it it's, yeah that's how that's how bizarre of a turn this movie takes I don't want to spoil what it is but Fucking Harambe. Harambe. Harambe and memes. <clears throat> this movie is amazing. It is a very funny movie. It, it really hits a high mark in a lot of different spots. Uh, it is continually not what you think it is. I, I could say one thing that it kind of sort of is. Or would hmm. that be... Yeah, no, I don't think it. it would be too big of a hint. There was a okay. movie called Nothing, which was a Canadian movie, which had the guy from Cube and later some of the uh, Stargate TV shows. I forget what they were. And yeah. it was just him and his roommate who 
woke up in their, well, they had a little house in the city. It looked correct. One of those strange little areas that still had houses in the city. I don't know if you've ever yep. seen them, but this was a Canadian movie, and they opened up their door, and they noticed, like, the horizon was gone. Mm. It was just white. And as the movie progressed, the white started getting closer and closer, and it started eating up the house until it was finally the two of them in a completely white space. Mm. And it was called Nothing. I'm pretty sure it was called Nothing. But, uh... Oh, I'll have to look for that. You know what's a great this, movie? This, this is the closest comparison to this movie that I can think of. Yeah. I I, I think that yeah. if, if I could compare it... I can't see when I were in 30 minutes. Corporate work did. 2003. Initial release September 9th, 2003. My wife Googled it. 2003, comedy fantasy. No. What's this? Oh, oh, your You're, movie. The movie, nothing. Oh. Nothing oh. is a 2003 Canadian philosophical well, comedy drama. Wow. That's a lot. And it's rated R. It's rated R? Yes. Hmm. This is this has a again, it's like the closest comparison. No, not really quite the same, but there's a certain similarity. I mean, having seen specific scenes in the movie and looking at the poster for nothing, yes. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I like to think that uh uh, that this is without a doubt the the best COVID exploitation film we have seen so far this summer. Yeah. Well, again, for one, it was barely about coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But next week, uh, in the next episode of the podcast, we're doing we're doing the big one, the big budget one with Demi Moore. Oh. It was produced by Michael Bay. He didn't. He was the executive producer. He didn't write it or direct it, but every but once the movie came out, everyone said the same thing. Oh, great! Michael Bay made a coronavirus movie. <laughs> okay. So it's big budget, and it stars Archie, and that's the movie Songbird. I've never seen it before, but it's supposed to be absolute shit. Made during lockdown. Okay. Uh, so that's what we're watching next week. It, it's so, so, definitely going to be down. And do you realize that that would be the second time, the second time that Archie has appeared on this podcast? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. AJ Appa. Yeah. Is the actor's name. We did it here, Archie. and we we did that Christian movie. Yeah, that one where he's a singer or something? Yeah. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. That's all it deserves. Yeah. 
You're so impressed at what? I somehow spilled water last night and none of it got on any of the electronics. Nice. Like, Good job, honey. But, yeah. You're a great water spiller. Wow. Mm. I, am so tired. I am so tired. <laughs> so, so this movie, I don't have anything else. I've been off book for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, this movie is amazing. It's funny. It, it is shit. Yes. To be clear, it is a shitty film, and the acting is bad, and the lighting is non-existent, and the camera work is... The camera's there. Yeah. But it is, like, low budget, but halfway through it, it takes a turn that's so batshit insane, and there's a lead-up to the end. The end really is sort of... They wrote themselves into a hole, and they decide to... You, they just end the movie. Yeah. They just end it. It's the same problem i had with the movie yesterday it's a great premise and it goes really high really high and then it's like shit i don't know how to end this film let's just end it yeah very abrupt but it gets so crazy wacky that you can't help but love this movie and i absolutely love this i am shocked that this is the director's only film yes well so far he's he's probably gonna get something else because this is an incredible movie, and everyone should watch it. The turn that it takes is insane. I keep looking at this poster and thinking that it's you. <laughs> I have done this a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, do you see him? Do you see Bunny? What? Two bunnies? Which one do I shoot? <laughs> That's amazing. I'm currently, speaking of Canada... I am currently, I decided that before I watch the new season of Kids in the Hall, yeah, I have to watch all of the original Kids in the Hall, and then I have to watch Brain Candy for the 50th time, and then I have to watch their miniseries, Kids in the Hall, Death Comes to Town, and then I can watch the new season of Kids in the Hall. So I'm currently at Season 3, episode 12, and it's wonderful. It brings me so much joy to be watching Kids in the Hall again. Good. Good. So nice. I've been balls deep into Canadian uh, into Canadian life. I even started watching this documentary about the Kids in the Hall. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime called Comedy Punks. Really? One of them one of them says this great thing that, like, uh, we thought we were going to be Nirvana, but instead we were Sonic Youth. <laughs> in that, like, oh, yeah, everybody loves the kids in the hall. And, oh, you're so influential. And you've changed comedy. And also, you didn't make a nickel. Yeah. So, very much Sonic Youth instead of Nirvana. Anyway, everyone should watch this film. I don't know where you would find this film. I I don't know exactly where you would find this film either. It's it's out there somewhere. Start it's out with there their IMD page. Yeah. But this is an incredible movie starring two former cavemen. Geico cavemen. Yes. So weird. 
<laughs> that they made a TV show based on a Geico insurance commercial. That's bizarre. Yes. That is weird. Yes, it is. Series of commercials. Yeah. But next week, but but Bunny and I both highly suggest that uh, you should go and watch this movie. Next week, it is our next to last uh, summer of COVID exploitation episode. We will be watching the uh, big budget, star studded cast COVID exploitation film Songbird, starring uh, Archie from Riverdale and Demi Moore for some reason. <laughs> and I think Timothy Busfield is in it. Oh, God. I think from 30-something. I met him a couple of times. Yes, you had mentioned that. Yeah. But nobody remembers him anymore. That you were buds with the Busfield. Yeah. That's my new... I'm going to pitch him a sitcom. Yeah. That's that's what, what it's going to be called. Did you know that Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks wears that... He wears that A on his shirt because he's an adulterer? It's a fact. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's called the furry A. The furry letter. Because uh, Tammy Wynette sang Stand By Your Man with Britney the Chipmunk after she caught Elvin looking at another girl. So it tracks. Like, we got some le- we got some lore on it. Alvin and the Chipmunks lore? Yeah. That's where our podcast has gone. Yes. I'm not entirely sure why, but somehow it makes sense in an episode where we're discussing the movie The Coronavirus Conspiracy. Might as well. We might have to make a meme out of it. Yeah. So, so next week, next episode, we're doing Songbird. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be horrible. It's got atrocious reviews. Uh, it's like a it, it's a film in the future. It's kind of like 2025 with a budget. Yeah, yeah, it, it it sounds like another level of horrible. Yeah, but we have to we have to pay penance for this week's movie, which was a lot of fun. So, and then uh, after that, we're watching Virus Shark, and so that should be hopefully a good ending. Virus Shark. I just got Shark. a copy. I just got a copy of Sharkula. I'm so excited. Okay. What? what? Chipmunks record label? Oh yeah, they released a ton of music. I've learned. Really? Albums. Yeah, yeah. There's thirty-seven albums. There's buddy. thirty-seven chipmunk albums. Yeah. Thirty-seven chipmunk albums. Thirty-seven chipmunk albums. Chipmunk. Chip. Chip. Chipmunk. Chipmunk punk. Yeah. Yeah. I love very, us. Very I love all you guys. Urban chipmunk? Oh my god, do I want to know? Uh, Bunny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting highly distracted by my wife's amazingness. Because I love you. Urban chipmunk? But... Oh, I'm going to trash down mouth to wrap this up. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. So, uh, uh, 
so that's our next episode. But now that I'm looking back at this episode, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the Chinese serial killers, uh, Dan Housen, I gotta say, I think this had this has been a a pretty good episode, a fairly somewhat. This, this has been a damn good episode. Out there. Uh, you know what? I agree with you. I didn't want to, you know, step on your toes or anything. But yes, I concur. You're a good Okay, you're just breaking Funny up a little there. there. Funny. I, I can hear you. You're not uh, moving, though. I think it's all the walk. Okay, there, there go. you go. Okay. okay. So until okay. next week, I am Bunny Williams. With your good sir. And I am May Lynn, and on behalf of Natasha Maxwell and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. You it froze again. Dang it. Okay. Maybe maybe week we won't use the phone i think that's what i have learned yes uh still frozen there you go okay maybe next week i won't use the phone this has been an interesting experiment but okay uh on behalf of natasha and maxwell and everybody i just want to say thanks for listening and we will see you next week you godless heathens you drop on the poopy tent there you go and you and you Corona Conspiracies and Cookie. Thanks. Do 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 do